0: You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17.
1: Chief Laughlin. Miss Guillaume? You never struck me as a smoker. It's not a habit I'm terribly proud of, but we all have our ways of dealing with stress. Eastling seems like a relatively serene place. I wouldn't think you were under a whole lot of stress. I'm generally not, but these are extenuating circumstances, aren't they? You said you'd found Luxor Brand's base of operation. That's right. Looks like it's been abandoned for at least two days. Where? Right this way. I was half expecting to see you with Sir Phillips. I'll be meeting up with Sir Phillips after this part of my investigation. Hmm. Besides, this doesn't concern him directly. Well, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't expect your partner to be inside a goblin family loop anyway. You really just don't like goblins very much, do you, Laughlin? I'm fine with goblins, Miss Guillaume. It's goblin clans I don't like. Goblin clans and corporations and guilds and politicians and criminal organizations. What can I say? I like honesty and openness in society and not backroom secret deals. That's amusing coming from someone who must do a lot of criminal investigations they can't speak publicly about. The difference, Miss Guillaume, is that I do it for the public good, not to cover my own ass. If you say so. We're here. Ah. I'm assuming your men have already swept for booby traps, right? And transmitters, Guillaume, magical and otherwise. Not to worry, we are professionals. Mm. After you, thanks. Hmm. Well, this seems just like the sort of place he'd like to hang out in. Hmm. Deep underground, away from prying eyes, where he can't be disturbed by anyone. You almost make him sound like a kobold, Guillaume. Now, now, I'm the one with the snap judgments about racial prejudice and all. Don't stoop to my level. What was this place anyway? We're thinking it was some sort of storage equipment shed or maybe a foreman's base of operations for when they were digging these tunnels many years ago. He chose awfully well. It's not on any of our maps. It's awfully clean. All the equipment's been moved out, and it's been wiped and disinfected every square inch of it. I doubt you'd even find a trace of DNA in here. So what makes you so sure this was Luxor Brandt's base of operations, then? Because, if you look over on the back wall on the table, you'll see what he left. It's a lockbox. When my officers first found this place, it was in complete darkness except for a shop lamp set up shining a light directly on this. It's sealed, and if you'll notice, the lock bears the Guillaume family crest. So I see. We have no way of opening it or identifying the contents, consequently, but as I understand things, Guillaume clan members often leave messages or items behind for each other in boxes just like these that can only be opened by other members of the clan with key. Turns out your information is correct, Chief Laughlin. Somebody's got a lot of nerve. I thought that was publicly available information, Miss Guillaume. Oh, not that. It's his using a family box to contact me. That's very cheeky of him. Are you sure it's for you? Oh, I think I can say that with some certainty. You might want to stand back. This could be a bit dangerous. My curiosity is currently overriding my usual sense of self-preservation. If you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind but you may be getting involved in clan politics. Indulge me. Your funeral. Hmm. Well? It's a photograph of the two of us when we were younger. And on the back it says, Thinking of you. Funny he should mention that. Technical Difficulties presents The Account A Tale of the Waking World. The Snows Are Eternal, Part 6. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's much better. Thank you so much for the meal, Professor Somdi. Yes, it was delicious. Thank you very much. You're most welcome, both of you, and you're very kind. I just hope that was enough food, Sir Phillips. Uh, Miss Guillaume here told me you were in training. Yeah, you'll forgive me if I'm a little sore from that. Turvey really is running you through the ringer then. Actually, this is the pre-wash. I haven't gotten to the ringer yet, evidently. The life of a knight must be most rigorous. In any event, I'm glad you enjoyed our little picnic. (laughs) You know, I don't think I've ever actually had an indoor picnic before, but I guess when your whole city is indoors... Well, we could have gone outside, but I'm afraid the weather was a bit inclement. This yes, is quite a blizzard building out there. Not to mention the sheer drop outside this window. How high up are we, anyway? About a thousand meters, but that's before you hit something. It's still not the bottom. Yeah. Not fond of heights, are we? Uh, it's not that. It's the fall and the sudden stop at the end of it that nags at me. Well, that's what most people would say. I just hope you were traveling across the city to meet me. It wasn't too much of a problem. Oh, well, uh, no, thank you very much. If you hadn't invited us all this distance, I wouldn't have had a chance to actually see the place. I've been up training and other things. Well, in that case, you're welcome. So, tell me, what do you think of Eastling so far? What else can I say? I mean, it's amazing. I've been inside shopping malls and indoor arcades in downtown areas and stuff, but nothing like this. It's a whole city enclosed. Yes, none of the pictures do it any justice. I didn't expect there to be this much light. Mm, Another one of Tycho Eastling's great innovations. All of the windows are rather strategically placed to take advantage of any form of daylight. You should see this place on one of the rare sunny days we get. It's quite, well, magical, really. I must admit, though, there is an ulterior motive for bringing you to this specific place. What you're seeing outside that window is the backside of the city. On either side of Eastling are sheer jagged cliffs with very precipitous falls. They stretch out in a crescent moon shape. And if you notice the cliffs themselves, they fall away from the peaks at up to 45 degree angles. Now, if not for the weather, you would see a plain down beneath us of huge jagged stones the size of cityscapes. Permanently entombed in ice and snow, they stretch almost to the horizon. If you could see beyond that, you would see the mountains resume into another crescent shape. And beyond that, the Cobalt Lands proper. This region is referred to colloquially as the bowl. Down there is the rubble. And beneath all that, many, many networks of tunnels connecting the Cobalt Lands to here. You can see the strategic significance of a place like this. Yes, even if an army managed to capture Eastling, they couldn't advance any further, not without taking the tunnels. Which I assume the kobolds would simply seal off, anyway. And the weather would prevent any significant aerial assaults, or at least it would have back then. However, it's the bowl itself I would like to draw your attention to. Based on my description, what does it remind you of most? A volcanic rim? Good guess, but none of the rock here is volcanic, and there's certainly no volcanic activity beneath here, so what else? An impact crater. Very good, Sir Phillips. However... In order for an asteroid to create a feature this large, as large as the bowl and the rubble beneath it, you would expect to find incredibly large chunks of rock lying in all directions everywhere, and we don't. Any other thoughts? Well, there is one more thing I can think of. Given the shape of the rim and the angle of the cliffs, it suggests that there was a larger mountain here at one point. Yes, it does suggest that, doesn't it, Miskio? So you're saying there was a huge mountain here and it collapsed into the bowl? Yes and no. I am suggesting there was a mountain here at one point, but it couldn't have collapsed into the bowl. There isn't enough debris down there. Even if it was a simple plateau, the rubble is huge, but not that huge. So was there a subsidence? Maybe it collapsed into a sinkhole. Beneath the rubble, there are networks of caves and tunnels, all of them about as old as the cliffs themselves, and none of them show any sign of a massive subsidence. So what are you saying? Something caused the mountain to vanish? Or moved it? Or consumed it. Consumed it? That might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, why consumed? Well, in Tycho Eastling's dream journal, he recounts a recurring nightmare he had when he was very young. It was one of the earliest appearances of the sigil in his work, what you know now as the Ave Nova insignia. In the nightmare, he saw something fall from the sky and devour an entire mountain. This is what he drew based on that dream. These drawings look a lot like the bowl and the rim. Oh, shit. What's wrong? You Nero, know, do you remember the dream I told you about? Yeah, what about it? I'm sorry, dreams, Sir Phillips? Uh, sorry, Professor. I, I, when we deal with angels, well, when I deal with angels, I occasionally have these, well, dreams that oh. are revealed to me. That's not... No, an... no, no, please, go on. I mean, if you uh, don't mind my hearing. Yet. No, I don't mind. It's just that in my last dream, I was on the side of a mountain, but I was looking down at Eastleigh. Oh, that's right. You sure that wasn't just dream logic? Miss Guillaume, I'm not sure we can afford to take that chance at this point. What do you mean? What I mean, Sir Phillips, is I think it's time you and your squire were introduced to the fossil room. Ah, thank God there's coffee. There's always coffee. I know no matter what happens in all the world, coffee will never abandon me. Ah, So... Any news? They met up at the park at the rim wall with a scientist from Metadine. Promising, but not terrifically interesting. They set off about ten minutes ago for one of the sublevels. Private or a public area? Yes and no. We think they're headed for one of the museum warrens. Really? Tourist stuff, huh? Wow. I really thought Nero would have been out for my blood by now. She must be. She's doing an investigation. I have inside information from the department that she already found the present you left her back at her old HQ. Really? Really? Well, she knows I'm here, but she's dragging her feet. That is not like Nero Guillaume. Oh, somebody's in love, I can just tell. Maybe she's getting good enough kickbacks from Metadine themselves. (sighs) Oh, please, Keys, come on. Nero's a good family girl. She's got all the resources and money that she could possibly ask for. No, no, she's loyal to this guy. What was his name again? Sir Hanover Phillips. Sir Hanover Phillips, that's right, yeah, yeah. A knight. I suppose it's keeping in character with her. She always did go in for noble guys and girls. Is that why she dumped you? No, it was more of a personality-lifestyle conflict sort of thing. She wasn't into the whole sort of handsome, dashing, rogue thing I was trying to project on the world, and... Well, I really wasn't into the whole sort of goody-two-shoes, let's-do-everything-for-the-good-of-the-family kind of vibe she was giving off. Oh, yeah, and I tried to kill her. I can't imagine why she didn't fall for a package like that. Hey, might I remind you that I happen to get tons of action that way? I got a lot of exes who were into the whole dashing rogue. You have a lot of exes who are dead. At least I leave an impression. But this guy, what does she see in this guy? What is this obsession you have with her personal life, anyway? Please don't tell me you're jealous. What? Me? Jealous? No, don't be upset. Jealous? No. No, no, no. Keys... This comes from sheer mean-spirited black-hearted fight. I want to hurt that fucking bitch as hard as I possibly can. And, well, she's in love with a guy. It's a prime target, got to admit. You also have to admit that he's a knight and potentially extremely dangerous. I fought worse and come out on top, remember? Might I remind you that we're currently working out of the back of a warehouse. This doesn't seem like on top. Where's your pioneer spirit, Keys? Are you getting soft on me or what? We could have gotten out of here days ago, Luxor. As it is, we're going to be trapped by this storm. We have an assassin, a knight, and the police looking for us, at least. <sighs> so you forgive me if I'm somewhat irritable? Of course I forgive you, Keys. How could I stay mad at someone who looks so cute when they're angry? I am not now, nor am I ever going to bed with you, Luxor. You're such a breeder, Keys. I mean, come on, look at Nero and Sir What's His Name. They're probably sleeping together, they look happy. How the hell am I gonna fuck that up? Well, you could've killed them like we started to do. Eh, boring. No nuance. So we are tracking them. What exactly is our angle? Track them and find out what it is they're looking at down in wherever they're going. I wanna know where they've been, I wanna know who they're with, I wanna know who they talked to. I'm going to find out what it is they're after. I don't care how much money it costs or how many people we have to torture to get the information I wanted. Luxor, has it ever occurred to you that this may be a trap of some kind? What do you mean? You claim to know her so well, but you assume she doesn't know enough about you. What if she's just trying to pique your interest so you'll come out in the open? Hmm. Now that's a thought. Nah, she's a lousy assassin. Really good killer, but a lousy assassin. She's too ethical. You're certain of this? Absolutely. I mean, almost 100%. Well, thanks a lot, Keys. Now I'm all paranoid. And my coffee's cold. Oh, don't be a baby. I'm not a baby. You're a baby. <sighs> Miss Guillaume, Sir Phillips, this is the fossil room. It's one of the more popular attractions among tourists and some of the locals alike. Nice. Are these real fossils along the wall or are they just reproductions? Oh, these are the genuine article, all right. Each of the slabs that form the walls of this room were taken from the rubble below. They represent the evolutionary development of all of the creatures in this particular region. One of the advantages of living among kobolds, what with them being a semi-subterranean culture. If it's so popular, why is it closed to the public? Well, officially, it's for renovation, so we can bring in some new exhibits. And unofficially? Well, that's what we're here to see, aren't we? As I said, the walls here were taken from the rubble, each one of them representing some sort of evolutionary development of a prehistoric creature. But the back wall was an original feature of this city. That's why we chose this area as the fossil room. The wall of this particular cave was a beautiful display of a whole host of creatures ostensibly caught in some sort of prehistoric cave-in. Was? Well, see for yourself. There's nothing there. It's just blank rock. Exactly. Here is a photograph of that wall taken one year ago. Hmm. There must have been about 20 specimens here. 53 in total. You can't see some of the smaller ones on the printout. So what happened to them? Well, we have a computer over here with a camera pointed at the wall. It's been recording and analyzing the entire situation. We thought it was a prank at first, because the small plaques that were identifying each of the specimens were out of place. A quick photographic comparison, though, and we saw that, no, the plaques were in the right place. It was the fossils that were moving. What? Yes. Very slowly, imperceptible by normal vision. So you set the camera up for a time-lapse? Exactly. Now here is a video file of that time-lapse over the last 11 months. Watch carefully. My God, they are moving. Yes, very slowly at first, but then more quickly. Rather frantically, if you ask me. It's like they're struggling to get out of a tar pit. How old are these fossils? Our radiometric dating methods place them at roughly 87 million years. But they're skeletons. What could animate an 87 million year old skeleton? What would they want it to do once they got out? I believe that these specimens, my dear Miss Guillaume, were trying to escape. Well, that's pretty obvious from their motions. yes. You misunderstand, Miss Guillaume. They're not trying to escape into our realm but rather away from something else. Keep watching. Are they... Are they being pulled back into the rock? Yes, one by one, the poor things. If you notice, the surface of the stone seems to ripple as if it were a liquid. They disappear one by one until all that's left is this Ichthyera, large lizard-like fish creature that was subterranean in its time. Now, watch carefully. Ah! (gasps) Ah! Did something just reach out and grab it? Yes, and pulled the poor deer back in. We're not sure what it was. It was a bit indistinct. But we believe it was some kind of mouth. Okay, I'm creeped out. You and me both. Well, I hope your nerves aren't too jangled, because that's only half of it. What, it comes back again? Oh, not the video. It's this. When this all began, we decided to do a sound wave analysis. It's the kind of surveying equipment they use to discover um, precious metals and mineral deposits and oil underground. Using that information, we managed to construct a model of the area. This wall of the fossil room faces the bowl. If you were to drill about four or five hundred meters that way, you would find yourself falling to your death very quickly. But this is showing solid rock, isn't it? Yes, extending well beyond the rim wall and far beyond our sensing equipment. According to our computers, out beyond the rim of the wall is nearly two kilometers of solid stone that isn't there. What's that blob on the screen? That, we believe, must have formed before the fossils started moving. Indeed, that might be the cause of all of this. It was quite indistinct when we first noticed it, but as the fossils began to vanish, it began to grow in density, much denser than the surrounding stone that isn't there. It's also giving off its own unique sonic signature. Utilizing the computer, we've managed to compile it and give a sort of time-lapse of what we believe is its voice. Please! My apologies. Bit unpleasant, isn't it? It feels like it's driving itself right into the back of your skull. You can say that again. Sounds a bit familiar, too. Do you have some idea what this is, Sir Phillips? I have an idea what it might be related to. Well, I certainly hope you can help us, Sir Phillips. Because whatever this is, it's growing more distinct, getting larger, and it's headed this way. I've been listening to The Account A Tale of the Waking World The Snows Are Eternal Part 6 Written and performed by Kayan Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties Podcast You can comment on this show over at techdiff.com Contact me at techdiff at gmail.com Go join the discussion forums at techdiff.freeforums.org or follow me over at Twitter at twitter.com techdiff Also look up Technical Difficulties on Facebook Continued next time on The Account
0: where he comes from. Some say he's not a man. Some say he's a force. Not of nature, but of something more primal than that. He's the acid taste of vengeance you can't quite swallow down in a town that's besieged by fear, an unbreathed regret. Others say he was a man who wouldn't rest until all the pain in the world was fed back to those who minded out of others. He's only known by one name. From county to county, in the hours past dawn, and in the haze-filled air, you'll see him walking towards you if you keep secrets, if you harm folks. He's the Drifter. And he won't stop. Till Sorrow's End. A Weird Western Series from Jeffrey Billard starring The Drifter. From Audio Groove Cats and the Amigo Collective. Coming 2023 Only on Mutual, with Episode 1, Before a Wind.